Dude, hash browns are just flat tater tots, DJ. Hello and welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman, Corey Walker, and Ryan Otley. On today's episode, we are going to be talking all about Monster Girl, as well as continuing our recap with Volume 11, which contains issues 54 to 59. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. Joining me is TJ. Oh, hello. And Bill. Hey, it's Bill. What are you guys looking at? I don't know. I thought TJ was looking at a fucking ghost behind me, so I kept like looking. <laughs> TJ, are you looking at a ghost? I was just looking at your books that you have on top of your bookshelf. That's all. Mm, yeah. He's looking at a ghost, though. Do you see the way that he's looking it, at it? It did kind of look bookshelf? like it. I saw a movie. What'd you see? Annabelle Recreation. Oh. So I've seen every single movie in the Conjuring The universe. Conjuring universe. So there's The Conjuring, The Fun. Conjuring 2, The Conjuring 3? It's not out yet, but it's coming. Okay, all right. So it's Conjuring 1, 2, Annabelle, The Nun. There are three Annabelle movies. Oh, my God. And Aquaman. There's, there's Annabelle. <laughs> oh, yeah, he is an Aquaman. Uh, that's what I was about to say is that... Um, <laughs> there's that Easter egg. <laughs> is that the, the Conjuring universe is the um, most successful uh, universe other than Marvel. Like, movie is universe it? other than Marvel, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, are you going to tell well, us wait. your impressions? Wait. Then DC. I, get, I read that somewhere. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, maybe. does that include <laughs> Star Wars? <laughs> and, like, Lord of the Rings? And, like... Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I definitely read Annabelle something. The Doll I definitely is... read... You're right. That can't be right. I'm sure but there's I definitely a stat read out something. there. Yeah, maybe horror franchise. Like, maybe it's the most uh, successful like horror. But, but there is there there is no like universe like that it's built. Like what James Wan is trying to do Saw? is build a horror universe yeah. like around like it's all different stories, but they're all in the James same. James Wan hasn't directed all these movies, has he? No, no but like it's, he's it's, kind of he's like yeah, producing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, the Kevin. So Kevin there's yeah. The Conjuring one, two, and soon to be three. There's Annabelle, Annabelle creation, Annabelle comes home. Um, there's the nun. There's the curse of La Llorona. Um, the curse of La Llorona oh, isn't, a, isn't yes. conjuring. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it is not. <laughs> I don't believe you. Please look it up. It's completely. I different. love being right about things. Um, and then there's going to be like other so, spinoffs and stuff. So you saw. But, so what are you getting at? Did you do you enjoy him? Like I, I mean, do really. Yeah. I really like him. The for the first Annabelle was not good, but that was the only one that I thought was not good. Yeah. Um, Bill. The in the conjuring in the first conjuring, I think it was the first conjuring, you you see before we see any Annabelle movie, you see Annabelle in like the glass case. Yeah, and, she's in their little basement area. Yeah, and room. you know yeah, that basement area. Mm-hmm. The newest Annabelle, you know how in that basement area they keep all these like things that they've collected Possessed that are like items. evil? Yeah. In the newest Annabelle, it's that room. Annabelle brings all of those things to life. And it's just like like a girl spoiler th- that's what the the plot is the premise of the movies all of oh. those things like and it's about like all those things so terrorizing that's a, so that's the universe that's created all those different things yeah kind, yeah Interesting. kind of i mean like tj is right the curse of la llorona is yeah. in the conjuring yeah. universe so do they do do the um does I mean, the the husband and wife make a reference like an appearance in that or a reference no so they're not referred to it well kind of well, interesting. There's there's obviously references, but yeah, it, it was very good, and I th- 
I think you would like it, even without seeing any of the other Annabelles. I think that you you don't need to see the other Annabelles. You just... So, the order in which you need to see these movies is The Nun, yeah. Annabelle Creation, Annabelle 1. Annabelle is... Creation is a prequel to Annabelle. Okay, so... Oh, my God. Why do they do these with these movies? The because Nun, they Annabelle fucked Creation, up Annabelle, Annabelle, and they needed to correct it. The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. <laughs> Does this... well, which one did you just watch? Annabelle Comes Home. That's not even listed on here. I think it takes place between The Conjuring 1 and 2. I'm stressed. Okay. All right. So welcome to The Conjuring Podcast. The scariest movie I've ever seen, horror movie, that what is The the First Grudge. That that movie So, But The Conjuring, me. though? The Conjuring so was good. I my, my number one most terrified movie was Exorcism of Emily Rose. Yeah, that yeah. But The Conjuring, I still think of, like, when I think of, like, the most terrified I've ever been in a movie theater, I don't get scared during movies. But um, was The First Conjuring where the possessed woman is like crawling through the walls to get to the girl mm-hmm. and um and then the the woman the main woman that was like the, the hero you know mm-hmm. was chasing after her and she's like i know your real name and if i say it whatever you're under my control or whatever or, or the, the guy said it he's like Bathsheba, and she turns around and her face is completely different like like a demon face i like get like even now <laughs> i love horror movies and it's i don't like get scared sign stuff like yeah like i don't like get scared anyway but oh, oh yeah. it makes me want to like throw up yeah when I, I don't like it that part man this is the invincible podcast I, I might clip that out and insert it at the end when we talk about more movie stuff later but uh yeah i went to i, I want to bring up the comic i got in chicago i did go uh me and my wife went to chicago i'd never been before and i went into a little comic shop uh, in just some small outskirt of Chicago and um, was flipping through the uh, comics in, in their long boxes. And, you know, you go through and you're you're going through the Invincible Iron Man and then you finally find some Invincible issues. And mm. they were all, they were all like new issues. They were all like the end of all things and stuff like that. And then randomly, issue four was mixed in there. The fourth and issue. I've, yeah. yeah. And I have never had that experience whereas like tj you've gotten like the really rare issue 75 variant, we've talked to yeah. like yeah the variant we've talked to like devin barry like people that have like stumbled on like rare finds in the shops and i've never had that experience before so it was super cool to walk in and just find one randomly and see yeah. that it was four dollars yeah. and like put it aside and try not to make a big deal out about it keep looking through the comics like hope the guy doesn't like like mention that oh that's priced wrong or something no. like did he say something when you bought it or did he no not even he was know? just like I, I bought like this and we got like an iced tea or something and he's like oh yeah uh, <laughs> you just like mix it in with yeah, like, yeah, the just yeah, slide it in there he's like oh and uh and invincible and uh, i'm just like yep issue four so that was pretty cool so this is now other than issue one the oldest issue i actually own yeah that happened to me at the comic shop over up by the gallery mall mm-hmm. um I found issue 75 variant cover and it was like eight dollars when it's going online for much much more than that mm-hmm. and it was like mint condition too i still want to get it graded uh and at the same time i also got um i had just started reading descender and mm. I, I wanted like an issue one so i grabbed issue one and it was again like eight bucks or something really and i took it up and the guy was like he's like yep he's like you're getting a good deal on these because the, the, he, like, he like called me out immediately yeah he, he had knew. the wizard like right there and he like looked it up too really but he, yeah he already he had it like already open like neck like probably because he always yeah, does yeah. that um but he knew immediately when he saw the invincible and then he's like also the descender he's like the De- uh descender first issue he explained to me like the first issue came out for free it was like a free thing mm-hmm. but what the second printing is actually like the rare one and oh, it's worth yeah, money yeah. so 
I got yeah, both. I did. I actually did look through the Descender, and then I looked through um, like Saga. The oldest Saga they had there was like it was like issue seven, and it was like twenty five bucks or something. Yeah. But yeah, I was like hoping that I'd like you know randomly find another old thing. But yeah. Um, so yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube, um, as well as theinvinciblepodcast.com. Uh, we are also the Oblivion Song Podcast. You can check that show out. It goes live every Friday after a newest after the newest issue of Oblivion Song, which is usually like the second week of the month. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes into the third sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anytime there's like a Wednesday where a new issue of Oblivion Song comes out, we'll be talking about it on that Friday on the Oblivion Song podcast. And we've got like, is the next issue the end of an arc for Oblivion Song? Mm-hmm. Or is there two more? Yeah, I think it is, isn't it? I think it might be next issue. Because there's some shit going on in that. Wait, issue. is it? I can't remember. What was the last issue? Either it was, it was 16, or it right? ended at a cliffhanger. Either way, no, I remember it being a big deal. I, I, I think we have another one. You have two more then? All right. I think so. Um, speaking of Robert Kirkman comics, though, we are recording this on Monday night, and Robert Kirkman yeah, is talking. We got, of, we got two more. Yeah, Robert Kirkman is talking about there being potential Walking Dead spoilers out there because of something big is happening in issue one ninety three or one ninety four. It's the the newest issue of Walking Dead, so we do not know what happened in it. Um, I know Bill and TJ are currently getting caught up on the series. Uh, so we won't be spoiling any of that. Although we do know um, there is someone who messaged us over on Twitter, uh, Ray Ray thirteen thirteen, and he wrote about Walking Dead and really wants to know our thoughts on stuff and gave us some of his thoughts. So maybe, hopefully, by next month, all three of us will be able to talk about what has been going on with Walking Dead because there's been some shit. I can probably knock it out. What what am I starting at issue one fifty seven? The Whisperer's War. What does that say to you? Which I've read the Whisperer War. Yeah. Well, that's like a good catch-up point if you need to recap. Oh, that's one through four. Who did that variant cover? Oh, that's awesome. I forgot who did it, but there's seven connectings or something like that. Mm-hmm. They're really cool. Very cool. Um, but yeah, so you, you'll knock it out in a month. Easy. Like Sooner than that. Yeah. Just... TJ, you're only like two volumes, two trades or whatever behind. Yeah, I'll catch um, up quick. I really think we should all try and catch up in time to talk for next month because I think some big stuff's happening. I have my... <clears throat> we took it out of storage and put it out... Remember that Rick statue mm-hmm. I had with him with the axe mm-hmm. on like the the mound of zombies and stuff? It's like one out of a thousand that we yes. made. Yeah, yeah, that's pulled out. Uh, pretty cool. Yeah. Um, we also have an email I wanted to read right now. We this, do. We do. This is from Jeremy, or he says uh, Jer. Uh, Jeremy says, "Hey guys, Jer." Jer. Hey guys, I just wanted to drop a line and thank you for putting the podcast together. I have jumped around and reread the first three paperback volumes of Invincible over the past few years, always fearing the daunting task of the complete 25-volume run. Oh my gosh. I am proud to say I have finally completed the run, thanks, in part to suffering some medical setbacks in my adulthood. Listening to your reader, your new reader series helped to keep me invested during those days that I was too weak to even keep my eyes open. Fucking new readers always come back to haunt us. No. <laughs> Once we're done with all the rereaders, we should just delete all of the new readers. <laughs> and just replace them. So thank you for putting that out there for us, comic fans, while we continue to see where Kirkman and company take the Invincible Universe beyond the page. I'll be posting some fan art I rendered on the iPad to my Instagram, beginning with the 16th President of the United States, the Immortal. Thanks again, Jer. Uh, and then he has a link to his Instagram, which I'll put, uh, on, I'll, I'll tweet out online uh, once this episode goes live. Uh, and I really like his stuff, TJ. Um, 
Oh, Conquest, nice. Here's the Immortal that he did. Oh, oh nice. wow. Isn't that I like, cool? I like his uh, His Instagram name is uh, Jared Jones 27 So J-E-R-J-O-N-E-S-27. So he's got a lot of really cool Invincible uh, work on here. So yeah, TJ, you're adding him right now? I am. I'm going to add your ass. Awesome. Oh, going to add you, Jer Bear. Um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so thanks for that. That's awesome. I love hearing that, especially like... Like it's been like two years since the new reader series. Mm-hmm. What and is it, Jer Jonas? Jer, good. Uh, Jones, J O N E S. Twenty-seven. Got him. No. Got him. Got him. All got right. Him, got him. Need him. Got him. Got him. Got him. Need him. Need him. Got him. Little monsters. One of the things you um, <clears throat> quote the most, I think. Little monsters? Just that quote itself. TJ oh, quotes it like once a month. No, that's Bill does. I do all the time. Bill is the okay. one that always quotes okay. it. But uh, it is a great movie. And it's on Netflix. I don't think I've ever even seen it. What? Oh, you I don't think so. It holds up. Really? No, it I just, you yes, it does. Reminds me of? I just it reminds watched me of, it with my, with my niece. Really? It yeah. reminds me of, and I don't know why it would because I haven't seen it, but for some reason I think of Drop Dead Fred. I just watched that with my niece like two weeks ago. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen it since I was probably like Drop Dead Fred. Five. I feel like does not hold up very it well. Is, it is a very not a child's movie. Oh yeah, it is it's messed up. I remember so it being very adult. disturbing. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, I just I just watched Cat in a Hat with Remy. Ooh. And I was like, ooh, yeah, that's, that's, a very, that's a little um, adult. I remember that's when it came adult. out, parents were like a little weary yeah. about it. Hmm. Uh, all right, we're going to jump into some Invincible-related news right now. Um, first thing is just a cool little anecdote that the Invincible team uh, is back together for Amazing Spider-Man, which I need to catch up on. I'd like to be caught yeah, up on up Otley's run before seeing him in New York. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's cool that Otley, um, Cliff Rathburn, and um, uh, Fairburn. Nathan Fairburn are all together doing it so it looks like Invincible the only person is just the writer that's the mm-hmm. only thing that's different otherwise it looks like Invincible which is pretty cool it's a big difference yeah what is oh the, the, the writer. writer yeah um, speaking of Otley he just he just did uh, Amazing Comic Con in Hawaii so if you check out his Twitter he's got a bunch of pretty cool sketches him and Captain America yeah he, he actually did a bunch of meet and greets he, there's with one Chris of, Evans yeah it looks super that, the one with one him this one? yeah this one <laughs> John Roman <laughs> with his with his Ryan Otley's face, like, <laughs> super excited. <laughs> Such a goofball. I love it. Do you think they know that, that last like... Spider-Man one he did? Was I wonder really if good. he says, you know, he goes yeah, up to him and says, yeah, oh, I'm an artist. Or, or, you know, he probably, I wonder if they open early enough or something. No, because the, the guests probably wouldn't be there. I was going to no. say, if there's, like, an hour window where people who are working the, the floor yeah, get to attend. Normally, Tom Holland goes to Ace Comic Con, but it looks like he didn't this year, unless he just oh, yeah. chose not to meet him. But I think that would be cool. Like, I, dude, like I'm, dude, yeah, I'm, I'm the real Spider Man. Like, I <laughs> fucking draw Spider Man. That know would what be mean? cool. Like, getting the two yeah. of them. Um, that would be cool. There was another Felix sale of uh, pages. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I knew when it was going live, and I actually was super busy at work and didn't get to look till like a half hour after or so. Um, and by then, I, I, I it was, hard, it's always hard to tell when you jump into the Felix sale late because the price mm-hmm. is no longer there anymore. It just yeah. says on hold. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really get to get an, a really good idea of how much pages were selling for, and it's hard to see which ones were new. So what was it? Both, mostly um, robot? It was, like, kind of random. It was, like, issue, like, 114 or 113. stuff? Yeah. And then there was, like, issue 95 stuff. It was, it was like, yeah. really random stuff. Mm. There was... <gasps> 
there was nothing really that jumped out at me except for one page I really considered, but it was just a little too much for the content. But like I really liked Monax and it was oh, a really yeah, cool yeah. Monax page. Yeah. I didn't get it though. We'll talk about Monax a little bit later. Yeah, we will. Um, otherwise, there's also that article. I feel like we should probably just bring it up just because uh, there is that AfterBuzzTV.com article about that's titled Amazon's Invincible Director Unexpectedly Leaves Series. So this is an article that went up about a week ago, maybe a week and a half ago. And it's all about how Justin Copeland, one of the uh, co-directors on the Invincible Animated Series, was doing an interview. And he mentioned that he actually left that show. He was on there for a while, then actually left. And he's doing other things. But Chris Copeland is still... We don't know if Chris Copeland is still on it. Um, it is not in his Twitter bio anymore. He doesn't talk about it. But we're uh, uh, as, as far as we know, he is still on it. His brother, we knew, worked on Hush. So I kind of assumed he got off the project. But he wasn't the one... Chris Copeland is the one who was a storyboard Posting artist. Posting it. And, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, actually yeah. Active Chris on was it. the one that was more active about it. Exactly. Right. But now he says that he's working on something with his brother on his Twitter bio, not mentioned, and doesn't mention Invincible. So This is how it starts. We'll see. I know. It doesn't, it, I mean, he, he's, he talks very positively about it. What did it. I read? I read I mean, something. He says, I mean, Justin Copeland says, that was a blast. We're really good friends with Robert Kirkman. That was a dream come true job. Um, the cast is one of the best casted. I mean, as far as we know, the voice work is already done. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I don't, I, I'm not concerned that the this that isn't I, going to happen. The thing that I'm going to reference, maybe you've seen it, maybe I forgot to write it down. Normally I'll write it down to reference it on the on the podcast. But I just read something recently where someone was asking somebody else who was working on the show, like, that they were getting, like, frustrated. Like, when is it, when is it going to, like, come? When are we going to start really? seeing stuff? And the person who answered, I think it had to have been Kirkman, said, um that it's overseas right now getting animated yes, and animation takes is. a long time. I don't remember you did you read what I read? What does that sound familiar to you? I no, can't remember what it was. But, no, but I know that's but the that truth. tells us it's in the animation yeah, stage and it's like that, kind of out of their hands yeah. right now. So what which happened is, is cool. I think the storyboards again, sorry for our ignorance, we don't know the process that well. But from what I gathered, did they they did the voice work, then they storyboard it. And mm-hmm. I tried watching some videos about how animation is done and they storyboard it, so they do the rough animations of us sitting here, us maybe doing subtle movements, and then they ship it overseas to another country where they Are have you sure people they who animate the actual us. We like, know that there is animations because, like we talked about last well, episode, Ali has, Ali seen, has seen animations. Yeah, the, the, of probably just the key talking. animations, and yeah. yeah. So would the directing, if they if they've if they've, I mean. if they've storyboarded, yeah, if they've storyboarded every single. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm sure after episode, after then, the animation comes back, they have to make sure it's edited the right way and right, things right. are cut. And I mean, there's, if I, things there's, aren't approved, they have to be sent back yeah. and reanimated. So I'm sure there's still a job for the director at this stage. There's directors, and then there's like voice directors, yeah, like yeah. the the one woman who does all the DC movies. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you ever watch her? Mm-mm. No, she's awesome. She mm. yeah, she's in like every single. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Fair enough. The, the woman that is the voice director for, like, all the DC, like, animated shows. Mm. Batman. No. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's I, there's too much. I, I don't, I'm not worried at all about the show. I'm not worried. Show. 
But it's one of those things that anytime we see change-ups, it's always scary. He could just be, honestly, he could just be done. Yeah. Like, maybe he just yeah. did the storyboards, and he's yeah. like, okay, my job's done. You yeah. know, and then Chris then was, is doing I, more I of the I feel like that editing. might be the, the case with, like, Chris Copeland, and maybe that's why he's, like, done. But if Justin was done, why would he say, like, I'm actively leaving the show? He's not leaving the show. He's done. Yeah. But he, he's actually saying, I'm well, leaving the show. No, which he means, said, I actually left the show. Yeah. I was I on there for a while, and then I left. I actually left. I don't, and I'm I don't think that means, I think that means that, like, he quit. That he's not. Yeah, it does sound yeah. like he quit. I always like I always, like um uh the other storyboard artist Lana uh, Laura Innes that we you know we follow her on Twitter. She got the job there storyboarding. She's working at WB now. I don't think she's on Invincible anymore either. So I'm assuming the storyboarding is done. Yeah. Maybe they don't. They're, they're, that <laughs> part of the job is over. Mm-hmm. And maybe I see. That's what I mean. I don't know if storyboarding is a contract job where it comes and goes i, I like mean if I would, season two gets again i would i would do they get the same storyboard artist back you know what i mean necessarily i mean we can look at seasons of animated shows and see if there's yeah. different storyboard i'm sure yeah. there are um let's see next up i have <clears throat> oh this is a pretty big one uh san diego comic-con what are some of your predictions thoughts expectations we do know about the kirkman panel that was announced there are. I probably should bring this up because this is gonna work into our. It's what he thoughts. does at every Comic Con in so, yeah. conversation with Robert Kirkman. It's basically yeah. He... My prediction for San Diego Comic Con is that we will not get anything monument, any kind of monumental, invincible news. That's my prediction. Really? Yeah. At San Diego. I think we may get like a little something. So like a little like some more casting or something like I don't know. Something so the like that. No. the very first one Thursday July eighteenth, um, uh, from three to four p.m. I'm assuming this is. Um, uh, Pacific Time, is uh, Skybound Presents in conversation with Robert Kirkman. Join comic book creator, writer, uh, and executive producer Robert Kirkman for Q&A with fans discussing his latest projects, including The Walking Dead, Invincible, Oblivion Song, and more. So it is just the Q&A like he normally does. Yeah. After that, they go... It's the... Um, 15 minutes after that, adapting source material for film and TV. Industry producers and writers discuss how to take fandom properties and adapt them for big or small screen. Panelists include David Alpert, uh, Maggie Bender, and M. Raven Metzner. None of whom is Robert Kirkman. None of whom is Robert Kirkman. And and I'm pretty sure David Alpert is an executive producer on Invincible, though. Oh, probably. That's what I mean. So, I mean, there is he... There is that. So there is a chance of people, if it is a QA, and a I don't know if it even is, if there will be questions but on I that. But I feel like if we were getting like any kind of... It's not... It's definitely... Would be on I'm, it. I'm not saying there will be Invincible come up during that. Mm-hmm. But I'm also not saying I'm not going to watch it because I feel like it definitely could come up. You know what I mean? Between that and Oblivion Song, like... I, they're, they're, yeah. They're, those are I big pushes like, towards yeah. film and but TV. But I feel like there's... I think... I think it's very like, uh, what else unlikely... Yeah, I just I just think it's unlikely. Interesting, I I I could see Kirkman talking about the show and movie in his conversation, and then referencing what Kirkman said in the second panel. You know what I mean? Like if Kirkman says, uh, "We're not ready to show you a trailer for the animated series, but here are some images, so we could just see what it looks like." So the first couple shot, like the like screens. Of I the, can see the them series. revealing. I can see that. I can see them doing something like revealing that and like a logo. Just the logo. Yeah, that's I what think, I was gonna say. I think we logo. might see. Invincible, Omni Man, you know, Alan, like maybe character portraits, the logo, and that's it. I will say that I if, think the trailer will be New York. That if yes, I do too. Uh, I think that if um, if the, he does reveal like any kind of exciting news, it will be Oblivion song related. You think so? Yeah. With how early that one is. But that's what they fucking do. 
they get you excited early and then they don't talk about it for six years. Yeah, I don't think there's going to... If, if they don't show a trailer, they're not going to show anything. Really? Oh, yeah, there's not. All right. Have you ever seen, like, animation stills or, or yeah. like, have, honestly, for any... Well, we're, we're not. Shows. We don't look for it though. Usually. Yeah, I guess that's true. But I like, like just today. Netflix is like, here's the stills for The Witcher. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> it uh, happens. Dude, he could do I that. I was so. But that's 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 a TV show. That's not. Well, I, I, I think this is similar. Right. Okay, all I right, think this all is right. similar. So mm-hmm. I could see that happening. Um, after uh, when we were recording Oblivion's on podcast, when we were talking about Seth Rogen, and we started getting on and about Invincible stuff and how that. It's not on IMDb anymore, which I don't remember whether it was, but I'm pretty sure it was on IMDb. I thought it was too. I would not be surprised if the movie is, if he Done? says something about the movie, like that it's it's put on a hold for a little bit or something. Because the way I've been thinking, you've like, been the most know, like, positive about it. I am saying like it's but, dying. But like the fact that Seth Rogen is a voice in the show makes me wonder like what fans have been saying for years. It would work better animated. What if they're like, hey? But that's always the plan to do just, both. It was always the I plan know, to do both. I know. Well, the movie was announced first. Like yeah, I know, but before. like a month, a couple months later, they... No, it was like a year. They, yeah, but still, like, you maybe, think they canceled the movie within that year? We know that he's been writing the script forever. Maybe it's not working, and they found that, you know what, this is better animated anyways, and he's Could, attached to the animated one either way. Yeah. So Seth Rogen is still a part of this. And a serialized show, crazy. too. Like, imagine imagine that both are, are going on at the same time, right? And you have the script coming out, so many drafts, like, mm-hmm. oh, change this, change this, change this. And then you have this animated show that is just like... It's it. It's like it's 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 hitting that sweet spot. It's probably making everybody really fucking excited and happy. They're like, holy fuck, this maybe we should put all of our eggs in that's, this basket. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Sure. And, 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 but and come what up if, with a better if, way to to announce that. Like like if you're gonna announce the anime well, he, series like we, we apologize, you know, we got well, a little ahead of ourselves and the movie isn't happening. However, we're gonna we're still gonna do it in animated form. We heard you guys, you're the yeah, fans. Yeah. We heard what they have to say, and it's gonna be uh, one hour episodes, eight episodes yeah. in the first season. Like people would go nuts for that, but they promised us both. Yeah. So if they take away the movie, I'm not gonna be like, oh, it's for the best. No, fuck you. I want both because you said I was gonna get both. I want it all. Yeah, it's I my think... money, and I want it now. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, I think that you know, as we've talked about, they announced it before it was in production. Things happen with production. That was one of the things. Like, I sent you all that stuff Mm -hmm. about Mouse Guard. Like, that's fascinating stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. a movie got that far into production, and it's just like, no, it's just not working. It's not going to work. Did you read the script? No. It's it's a script. No, I want to, though. Um, But it's fascinating. Like, they all the CG, the costumes. They had costumes. They had miniatures. Like, um, so I don't know. Either way, uh, we'll see. I don't know if... I feel like we're either going to get Kirkman saying... The movie isn't happening, or it's, or there's no news at all. Like it's just still in the same spot. I, I would almost feel like it would be better if the show came out, and then they did a movie, like after that, and and people would almost be like, oh, it's based off of this animated this show. show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So maybe that's something they discovered, yeah, in writing it and whatnot, and they are bumping the the movie, right. I want an answer though. I think that'd be. I, do. I think we'll. I think we'll get something. We're gonna get They've something. Gotta start talking about the movie. If they yeah. say, "Oh, it's still," you know, we're still trucking away. If they say something like that, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. But if they're it's like, be, "It's on hold until we get be. the show done," like that would be awesome. But why? Who the fuck cares? I just want some news. Yeah, it's gonna be. But we'll see. Uh, our uh, our episode is gonna go up two weeks after that. So unless it's like insane, a full trailer and like like. Tons of details. We're just going to talk about it 
at our normal first Friday of the month. Mm-hmm. Well, our impressions will obviously be on Twitter and whatnot, but um, unless something blows up, we're not going to do an episode. If they if they say the movie's not happening, we're not going to do an episode. We'll just talk about it. You know what I mean? But I'm 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 hoping we'll need a my, days my to, minimum expectations my minimum expectations are like a logo, a screenshot, and the movie's still on track. I'm that's thinking, it. That's I'm, that's the minimum of what I, I want. I feel like in conversation, you always starts out with like something. Mm-hmm. Like the last in conversation that I went to in New York last was him announcing the end of uh, Outcast. Outcast, yeah. Um, I feel like he's got to have something. Yeah. So I feel like it's just going to be the logo, and then he's going to be like. Let's start. Questions. I don't know if Sandy got to get something. Are these usually streamed? Y- yeah, they are, right? Yeah, last I hope last so. last year. Well, I can't remember San Diego. I don't think... But New York, they they had it on the Skybound site. Yes, no, no, it was um, not Sci-Fi, but there was a site that they were on. Yeah, but yes, hopefully it's streamed. We'll be watching it. Skybound. No, there was. It was like a Sky. It was like a Sci-Fi. It was a different site that was mm. uh, streaming it. <clears throat> Anyways. <clears throat> We're going to go on to our main topic of the show now. We're going to talk a little bit about Monster Girl. A.K.A. Amanda. Amanda. Does she have a last name? Swanson. Amanda Swanson. Swanson? Is it Swanson? Samsonite? Samsonite? (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, I'm going to do... uh, I'm going to do... Go over some, like, highlights of her. Um, I talked to you guys. said that maybe come up with, like... A thing or two that you think about when you think of Amanda. But if you go through the highlights, you're gonna say all of our favorite things. So should I just no, 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 should, should I just start going through them and then we you guys interrupt? So if there, if I ever sure. talk about a thing that we want to talk about, let's talk about it. So I'm just gonna like I think this will work better. Let's try this. Um, her first appearance was in issue nine. She was also on the cover of that issue with Rexplode. That was the one where she, you know, transformed. Beat up Rex. Mm-hmm. Really cool mm-hmm. introduction. Mm-hmm. Uh, issue 15, Robot takes a blood sample from her. Issue 22 is when she starts using the Black Samson suit because Black Samson got messed up by Battle Beast. So she's flying around using that suit as, as Amanda. Amanda, right? Not yeah, as, because, because she, she was starting to get too yep, young. She doesn't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, issue 27, she actually, fighting Omnipotus, transforms into the monster out and destroying the suit. Therefore, not being able to use the suit mm-hmm. anymore. Um, all this time, she, her costume is basically when she transforms into the monster, she just has like brown rags on her wrists and, and her like waist, uh, like and her yeah. waistband, kind of like tribal looking thing. Um, but in uh, issue thirty four, when Mark is stranded in the desert after killing Angstrom, the future version of Monster Girl shows up and she's wearing the leotard that she wears le- later the on. Onesie. The onesie, the whole, the yeah. whole, yep, the whole body, yeah. Um, then in issue 35, Rudy mentions he's moving on to phase two, and he talks about how he did this. He he was inspired by Amanda and her plight and everything like that. So he's kind of, you know, that's when we get the budding romance. They start going on the dates to the movies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, issue 47 uh, was when Rudy was trying to get her to use a robot. But she doesn't have the mental like capacity like Rudy does oh, to yeah, be able robot to fight. That was like shaped like. Yeah, it looks yeah. like mon- uh, Monster Girl, but a robot version. I thought that was neat. <clears throat> Issue fifty-eight, which we're going to be reading today, uh, Rudy actually gives Amanda the belt and says that you know, it'll it'll store your exact DNA so that when you transform, uh, you won't de-age anymore. You'll age normally from now on. Mm-hmm. 
you know, conveniently the same age as him moving up. Um, in issue 65 at Rex's funeral, uh, Robot is given a speech. Amanda is moved by it and tells him that she loves him. Issue 71 is when they jump through the portal to the Flaxon dimension. As children. Um, as, yes. As like Very teenagers. young, very yeah. young, yeah. Uh, issue 82 is when they return from the Flaxon dimension and Robot announces to Cecil that it's been 12 years. Issue... That change in mm-hmm. character might be one of my favorite. Getting older yeah. like that? Like seeing Amanda like... So the next one, 83, is the that welcome back party mm-hmm. where she's like... Old and, old and looking some, really good. Yeah, she's looking pretty good. And uh, all the other like uh, Bulletproof and like mm-hmm. Shave Smith are like hitting on her and um that's when rex actually sees her go off with bulletproof and it's all like awkward this is when there's a lot of awkwardness between rex and monster well, Girl. we didn't get the flax on stuff we, we didn't, didn't know, know what happened, happened. yeah they were yeah. just gone not yet mm-hmm. and she and there's a lot of like talk of like her saying things like uh you know i can't forget what happened there or it was one mistake you'll never forgive me for that blah 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 and you don't know what happened mm-hmm. um Ugh. yeah Ugh. uh then uh almost 10 issues later they're still they're still awkward um in issue 92 monster girl they're on they're on like they 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 subdue um uh octoboss and rex makes a uh sarcastic comment and monster girl like punches through one of the rex robots and brit's like what the hell happened to you two what's going on and that's when we get our first flashback so this is the whole flax on dimension um going back and forth between real time as Otley and then the past yeah, that happened right. yeah. in the past was Cory Walker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cory did. Was that right? Did Cory Walker did, do the Flaxon stuff? Yep. Yeah. Okay. He did all so, the past the stuff in the past. So in '92, we see that they were held prisoner. They used Monster Girl as like a champion in an arena, and that that issue ends with her revealing that it is in fact that they were there for 700 years. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. Uh, in '93 is when the Flaxons attack in real time in the present. We get a flashback that they led a rebellion against them. Uh, and the issue after that, um, we find out that Monax shows up. So stop and says, here. This is my one. Are you surprised to see your son? Yeah. And so, that is also, 94 also has the flashback where they became rulers. Yeah. So what happened with Monax, though, like the one, you, you, you touched on it. The one thing that she's like, I made one mistake. Yeah, the Which one I mistake re- that I didn't she made. I remember her saying that before getting the revelation. So when I was kind of looking through issues to yeah. pre- preparing for this episode, I was like, "Oh shit!" She flat out says, "I made a mistake. You, will you not forgive me for this?" Blah blah blah, and goes on. Do well, you want? Do you want me to get to the end of the flashbacks? Because what you're going to talk about probably ties in. That's why I want to talk about it. All right, go ahead. Um. So yeah. So Monax shows up, but before Monax shows up, they kind of go into like the flashback of what happened before that was um so there was a rebellion with mm-hmm. uh, with all the zaxels and, right. and uh you know they went there and and robot or you know uh rex kind of took over the whole world he like liberated all of them from the zaxels right yes, they were like those, they were like the, the the ruling family yeah yeah the royal family and he stopped that and like took control of the world um, but then, like, decades had passed, and he was still treating the Zaxels as, like, 
like enemies like imprisoning them for way too long and amanda was like it's enough like it's time for peace mm-hmm. it's time for you to release them and he was like no like, like wasn't like, it like that it was like several generations later so these weren't even the same people yeah, anymore they, the same like, people. they yeah. were just they were just the yeah so yeah. and he she kept saying like it's time to like move on and let them go mm-hmm. and he he did we wasn't having it um, and then she went in and kind of like freed a bunch of people like against she him. She started a rebellion against him. Yes, yeah. against him and like freed everybody. And then he was so mad. He was like, I don't I don't ever want to see you again. Just get out of my sight. But wasn't he right though? Because she was like, they're not going to rebel against you. Like they're, they're but not he, the same family. But then they did. Oh, right but then away. they did. But yeah, they right? did Fucking because did. of that though. They did because he like, he, he like. Well, they not imprisoned like Rex. Like when she attacked yeah. with them, they put Rex in a prison. She ended up, and then the next thing we see is her breaking Rex out and being like, "You were right. They, they did. They, they. You were right all along. They actually did make things worse. Now we have to fight back again." Yeah, but I feel like they did that because he was he was not letting up on. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like they had to rebel. Yeah. They were in a position where they. I feel like I felt like they had to rebel. Maybe well, not just the rebellion, but what I'm saying is, after they rebelled and put Rex in prison, they went on to govern, and they were went back to their old bad ways of governing. You know what I mean? Like they weren't. They ended up not being good governing governing party, anyways. You mean after it all? Yeah. After it all went down. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, I I'm not saying what Rex did was right. But they did that for because, because through, those weren't through the hatred, same people through yes. hatred with for Rex. So so I it's mean, like a self fulfilling prophecy. Yes. Like, yes. So because Rex imprisoned this exactly. family, they grew hatred for him no matter what because yes. they're like so my even though they were in the wrong, been, even though right. he was in the wrong and they were innocent people because what he put on them. I mean, but Rex always sees thousands steps ahead so he yeah. knew that that no matter what he did there'd be another rebellion but backing up when amanda freed all of those people from the jails and everything she mm-hmm. ended up meeting a zaxel woman mm-hmm. um and that like thanked her and everything and then she ended up going back to rex and rex said i don't get out of my sight i don't want to see you anymore mm-hmm. and then they didn't talk for decades and then all of a sudden now we're well, real we time do. oh yeah yeah we're and, now we're real time come to find Bonex out sh- shows up and then issue 95, Amanda's distraught in the present the whole time. And we flash back to see that whole rebellion happen. We find out that she had an affair in her monster form. And that's, that's when affair, she though. frees Rex. Because they weren't really like... You're right. Yeah, they were. No, right. It was just a one night thing. Yeah, but it, it could have been decades, though. But we don't know. Thing. She was also, if she was with her for that long... She would have known about the kid, which she did Oh, didn't. that's true. You're right. So maybe it wasn't. So maybe maybe it was quick. So why don't they talk about why doesn't the LGBTQT LGBTQ plus community talk about Amanda being like a transgender? Well, she would be. She I is. Mean, I, I I think they would. I just don't think that Invincible is big enough she's, that it's she's yeah. Big enough. I, I oh, she's would. gonna be super relevant. Then. Yeah, I think like, she will become the enemy. I think she will be. Yeah, I think they. I think they should like hone in on that i think that'd be really cool mm-hmm. yeah. because it's what? not well because it's not only i mean yeah it is transgender it's also different because now we also got an, a, a, an alien species, Trans species. so there's a whole there's a whole lot there i just remember thinking like when she transformed we didn't even think about her gender Never. we didn't even think about her sex we just no. thought it was a big monster we didn't we don't think about what's below the rag yeah which know? is funny because in monster form she just has a rag. There's nothing yeah, covering there's nothing her chest. Yeah, nothing showing the boobs, yeah. Like, it, showing yeah. that she has boobs, yeah, it's just the chest. But so, you never think about it. And then when this happens, you're like, oh, oh, so she was, has a penis. Do you think Kirkman always had that? 
I think in so. In his mind? Yeah. Like, from the, so from the get-go, she turns into a male monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think so, too. So, then, so uh, what, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't he be called, and this is more interesting, Monster Boy or Monster Man? Because it is Monster Girl. She is a girl who turns into the monster. Turns into what she kind of monster? She is a girl. And a man monster. No, but she is the girl. Not anymore, though. She's the now girl she's that turns monster. into the monster. Yeah, I know. Monster girl. Hulk is not the superhero Bruce Banner is. Right, but <laughs> that's what... But if Hulk Kirk, turned into uh, She-Hulk... Like, if Bruce Banner turned into She-Hulk, mm, would, would Bruce Banner still be called Hulk? No, no he'd be I, called She-Hulk. No, I understand what you're saying, but I'm saying that the reason why she's called Monster Girl is because from Kirkman's writing perspective, mm-hmm. he made Amanda the hero, not, oh, not yeah. the right, monster Right, so Amanda's like, I'm a girl and yeah. I'm Monster Girl. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she yeah. was originally a girl and she was cursed, which we didn't talk about. I'm going to talk about that after this. So this whole arc ends in issue 96 where that was my one by the way that, that was, was it i like mona um Monax. Monax a lot well they return to earth in uh and when they return to earth from the flaxon dimension she's wearing that costume that was the callback from issue like 33 mm-hmm. or 34 34 yeah um so she wears that costume uh they imprison monax and um they act, rex and uh amanda have a moment where they go in there and see him all chained up or bound and um, we find out at the end of that issue, Rex there's a flashback knew. that he knew the whole he time. Knew the that's whole time. That, which is that's another one, too. He, like, he, he, he went killed, back and just slaughtered. All, he slaughtered all of them and couldn't find the kid. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. That's nuts. That's emotion right so, there. Uh, that right there was like, I feel like that was, uh, I'm not going to say the first big lead up to his takeover. I think the first big lead up was, definitely the, the, was, what issue was that? Was that we'll, 109? We'll get there. That's, um, but, but that is a, 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 a key part and i think what happens to rex i felt your toes with my um, toes there is the we we should talk about her origins for a minute because she did get an origins thing in that where so she was a rich girl who went to the preppy school was went overseas to a foreign country and fell in love with this you know native boy there and the boy's gypsy like grandmother saw them making out and she put a spell on her and then on the flight home she wasn't feeling well went into the bathroom on the airplane and started to transform so at first she didn't know what caused it and the monster was younger the monster looked like her but green and bald you know what i mean like skinnier yeah yeah Yeah, so and as she got younger the monster got stronger and bigger and she learned to learn how to like become the Mm -hmm. monster and eventually she saw something happen she saw a crime being committed so she turned into the monster form and stopped it and got fell in love with fighting crime and thus monster girl was formed jared jones did an awesome cyclops nice um, i'm just scrolling you're just through, scrolling through as we're talking um <laughs> i like so i explode. so that's that's her origins basically i'm gonna mm. we're gonna talk more about that later when i have another question but so after monax shows up in issue 106, this is around Rex being completely frustrated with Mark. He's frustrated because this is after Mark has proven that he can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. It's after all the stuff with dinosaurs. Invincible gets a, can get away with murder. Nothing happens. Rex is fed up with him. And Rex is also feeling the weight of now he is a normal person who isn't in control, where he ruled for seven hundred year, nearly 700 years. And... Um, and in issue 107, a really good one with Monax, um, uh, Amanda goes to see him, and Monax tells Amanda, like, this is way before we knew what happened with, with Rex, tells Amanda, 
he's he's a monster. He slaughtered all of our people. Amanda's like, no, he didn't, because mm-hmm. she didn't know. And he's like, go ask him. Ask him yourself, you know? And um, then in 109, we get, uh, after Mark is sent to the alternate reality. 108 is one of my favorite issues. Yeah, 108 is great. 108 is huge, but not Which so much as Monster what Girl. What happens in 108? Yeah. It's That's, where Rex, like, kind of no. shows his true colors, too, though. Well, it's, yeah, it's the one where... Rex makes the turn. Oh, they go oh, okay, into the okay. alternate dimension. There's gotcha. the right, um, yeah. Mohawk Mark, Angstrom Levy, Angstrom. No, Angstrom. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, he blows up the Mohawk Mark's neck, his head, um, and leaves Mark there. So in the issue after that, though, right when Mark leaves, was when Anissa Fucking, throws yeah. the crying little baby, yeah. and it turns into the Godzilla, you know, monster. And uh, I figured that would have been yours. That, that is, is. That is. Yeah. I was gonna say that's mine. That's that's one of my like yeah. two. Mm-hmm. When I think of I it, know it's where that yours one is and one too. Other one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, that that moment is awesome. And what was it? Uh, who was it? Kursk or or uh, General Craig who says like, uh, or was it? No, Conquest? wasn't it Conquest? Was it Conquest? It was, yeah, he it was said Conquest. like, uh, it, it's gonna take a week for it to sleep. For it to or, tire. Yeah. 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 So cool to think like that you know, the younger she gets, the bigger the monster gets and getting to see that whole thing. So 112, this is after the robot has killed Cecil. Robot has ripped off Eve's leg. Amanda, we haven't seen her. She hasn't reacted to all this yet. In 112, she's walking around the moon complex that Rex is in, controlling all these events. And he has a conversation with her like, hey, I think we should, I think think this place needs a, a new ruler, basically. This place needs you know, some, some leadership. And I think I can do it. And Amanda's like, our friends are, everyone won't be okay with this. It's like, they're not Mm going to like this. And then she's not in her monster form or anything. And then all of a sudden best tiger shows up and shoots at Rex. And she turns into monster form, protects him. And she's like, you've already done this. Haven't you, you already started this. And at that point, um, Rex is telling her, um, that, uh, you know, I want, I can't do this without you, but I, no, he says, I want to do this with you, but I, if I have to, I'll do it without you. And, um, she, he says that, you know, she calls him out on killing and wiping out everybody. He says he admits to killing everybody, but I couldn't find the baby. Um, and she calls him a monster and he says, um, I guess we have more in common than you thought. And he kisses her and he kisses her monster. For, well, crying. All the, yeah, yeah, all the robots subdue her. He kisses her while she's in monster form and throws her out the window. And that would be Into my, space. Yeah. And that would be my number one. Yeah. I love her calling him a monster mm-hmm. and him being like, huh, yeah, I guess, I guess so. And him saying, um, ah, oh. remember thinking she was dead. Remember thinking that, that, well, that's cause everyone was dying. Yeah. Yeah. And it wouldn't, it, was, I, it wasn't out of the, out of the question for her to die. What I like about her in that moment is the fact that like, when you, when you go through like everything like justifying what Rex explode or Rex explode what Rex was doing what Ro- Rex robot was doing, mm-hmm. um, you're like well you can't relate because he's lived all these years he's lived in this other dimension she can relate and she called him a monster like she yes you know what I mean so that right there kind of demoralized the word like kind of like downplays everything that he's done because mm-hmm. I mean hers her opinion is, matters more than probably anybody's because she can relate yeah what are you trying to do. Open trying to open the window. That just window. Slide it. It is getting really hot in here. It's summer. I'm surprised you don't have a sweater on. A sweater. 
I'm surprised you don't have a sweater. But on. yeah, right. That's you. Oh That's yeah, what you sound like that's you. Right before kissing Monster Girl, Rex says, "I want, I want you to remember you betrayed me first. Kisses her and says, "But I will always love you," and then throws her outside. Doesn't oh, she scream his name? Yeah, she's yelling, "Rex!" Yeah. I have that page. That's one of my favorite pages. I love that. And then he just falls to the floor crying, like, "Oh, that's so good." So after that, we've got only a couple more appearances of Monster Who Girl. Who gets her out of space? Uh, is it Anissa is flying by and she brings her, him is it? into the, the chamber? Yeah, I'm mm. pretty sure it's Anissa. Captain Marvel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in 113, she's retrieved from space. 114, there's a, a flashback where Rex, like this is at the end of that whole arc, and he's kind of like, you see all the times that he's met her and all the things they've gone through. And, um, and he, they imprison Monster Girl. In 121, Immortal breaks them out. Uh, Monax joins them and they start a new resistance against Rex. And then um, we don't see him for a long time. We see him at the end, during End of All Things, where during the fight with uh, against Robot, uh, she's the one that calls him out. That you know. That's what I thought your favorite one was going to really? be. Really? Yeah. Yeah. She. Call- you talked about that a lot, or was it you that talked about that a lot? I think we, one we of the one of the two of you liked that a whole lot. I liked it a lot. I, I, cool. She's the one who found. I think it's the one very. That Rex was yeah. controlling. Yeah, I think it had to be like there had to be because of all this like crazy epic stuff. Like they they had such a huge relationship, arguably one of the biggest years. relationships in I mean, this entire comic. Yeah. Um, I did love that that she just she just knew immediately. Yeah, she, I mean, she, she was would, able, though. She she was able to because like she calls him out and says like you've never loved me or you don't even know what it means or whatever and he like stops everything and it looks like he's the one talking and she's mm-hmm. she goes for him knows that he's the he's in that robot which gives Mark the opportunity to fly up into space with him uh, and then we see her one final time in issue one forty four where uh, Rex's brain is in the tube and. Um, he says, Amanda, stay with me. Won't you talk to me? I'm incredibly lonely. Oh, so sad. And she says that um, basically, you, you know, chose this. you chose this. Yeah. Deal with it. And he says, I will. I will. I will. Remember the, the so W-I-L-L was like bold. Yep. And that's ironic that we leave off on that note because our reread starts with issue 54. Doesn't it? It does. Do you bleed? Before we get to that, though, I have one more thing, though, Bill. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Right. You will. I'm not going over them, but she does make appearances in Brit, Guarding the Globe, and Invincible Universe. A lot of what she does in Guarding the Globe and Invincible Universe is just team team up stuff. She just she's, shows up with the she's team. She's in the background then, a lot. And then leaves with I the didn't team. look I didn't skim through it. I'm trying to remember if there's like a standout moment with her. I remember there's a really cool one where there's the bridge and she's getting buried in the mud and stuff like that. Like there's some cool stuff, but, but otherwise, um Oh yeah, uh El Chupacabra's Story. Yeah, is that I the think one? it was that one, right? Yeah. Um, otherwise, arguably one of my top twos, but I picked my top two already. If I had to pick a third, it would definitely be this: the small appearance she makes in in Brit Volume Three. I don't remember which issue of Brit it is, but remember they go into that alternate dimension where this is the alternate Brit and the alternate mm-hmm. Invincible and whatnot. He has a tech jacket and stuff. Yeah, yeah, where he's yeah. wearing the tech jacket. Um, there is the um, alternate. Rexplode and alternate Adam Eve, and they have Monster Girl oh, on a chain, yeah, dude, and she looks like so like awesome. she looks like World War Hulk. Yeah, the fucking Wolfman she calls him, fights her. Yep, she calls him uh, Adam Eve or Shiva, Adam Shiva. I forgot what her name is. Oh, Adam Shiva, monstrous girl, and Hexplode, monstrous girl. It's so awesome. I love these alternate takes on them. This alternate dimension take. But yeah, Monster Girl. Um, 
uh, Wolfman fights monstrous girl. Um, it's only in a few issues or a few pages. Wolfman takes her out pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, that's it. Uh, then the last things I want to ask you guys, two questions. One, could Monster Girl live forever? Yeah, because she could take her belt off when she, she was too take old, her belt off, and, then right? turn, and then turn into yeah. monster monster form a bunch of times in a row, like one, two, three, four, five, six. Nine, <laughs> just nine. really, really fast. And then, yeah, and it's she fucking... essentially could live forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I never, I, I didn't think about that until thinking about. Well, we know she lived for seven hundred years. I mean, that right there is. Well, well no, that's because their bodies in yeah. that dimension. Rex talks about how time moves differently for them. Yeah, it's not because of the belt, because Rex didn't age weirdly right that's why flaxons like when they come back it's been like hundreds of years and their technology their time goes really slow yeah well fast yes yeah they age fast they're like the um the fucking bug creatures but the bug creatures yeah the ones that age really fast Mm, but they were in that dimension for 700 years Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but like they at one point they say can you tell it feels like we've been here for four weeks but we've been here for four years or something like that yeah, mm. they no. He says we've been here for four years and you haven't aged a day, so they don't age. It's all about how they age in that dimension. Mm, okay. Yeah, that's but what they're it definitely is. like they, they're physically they there for that amount first, of time. Yeah, seven hundred yes, years. De- yeah, definitely. But they don't age for the same. Um, and then the other thing I want to ask you guys before we go into the rereader is, what are your hopes and expectations for the movie and TV show animated? Assuming both are one hundred percent on board, still happening, everything's happening. What do you want to see of Amanda in the animated series? Not much. It's pretty much the honestly. exact same. Really? Or don't want to see like, her? Like, I want to see her more... Like, I, like, in the beginning of the show, like, she was not, like, one of my favorite characters. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. not somebody that I need to see a lot of in the beginning. I want to see a lot of her in the later seasons when shit gets crazy with her. Mm-hmm. But I'm fine with well, her being kind of, like, so in the background. So you're expecting a little bit more later seasons? There's more fish to fry. There's in, more in shit their, I want to see. I, but I think that you could... But isn't your thoughts on the first season of the show go pretty far? Yeah. But I mean, I feel like how the show is going to work is very much like a TV show and less like a comic book where it's like there is... Very focused. There is a Monster Girl episode. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's that's mainly what I focused to, on That's what her. I want to see. I want to see an episode start and it's a young girl in France or yeah. somewhere, and I, we don't know who this character is yet. I don't and, think it's going to be. And it's like be... a fifteen-minute scene, and then she gets on the plane, and she's in the bathroom freaking out. Like that's a cool origin to show without yeah. knowing who the character is, and then you know what I mean, like. But it's still focused on where the story's going. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Other like with Mark and, and them, but I think that that's how it's going to go, and that's kind of what I hope for. I don't. I think seeing I don't Amanda, need a lot of but Amanda, I think seeing Amanda, Amanda as a young girl or an older woman in a young girl's body acting like an older woman is yeah, really, that's gonna be really awesome. Like that's, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's but that's early on. That, that, yeah, that, I know. That might I'm not be... saying I don't want her in the show. Yeah. I, I want it, but like, I, I want that. Like, her acting like that. I just don't need to see her. I could see ton. that being some kind of comic relief, too. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Her and Rex Blode. Yeah. yeah. There is that motivation for Rex to, to clone himself and everything. So I think yeah. it needs, it's, it's very integral. I don't mm-hmm. know. And then live action again, I wouldn't expect to see it until a second movie in what I picture the first movie to be. They'd and, need and a I bigger need, budget. Oh, yeah. Monster Girl shows well, up that's everything with that movie. during the new Guardians, yeah. right? Like after mm-hmm. the they're all slaughtered. And they're, yeah. she's like, she shows up during the tryouts. The tryouts, yeah. yeah. But I think it'd be cool. Have, have the girl be 
a girl be cast and then obviously in the next movie have an adult cast or something, mm-hmm. you know, if they actually go through that whole flex on thing, which I wouldn't which expect to see. I wouldn't either. Yeah. I wouldn't expect, I'd expect that to be one episode in the animated series. You know what I mean? They disappear. No, I'm saying like they disappear uh, in the beginning of the season, come back towards the end of the season and then like the following season be like, this is where we were and that's yeah. a couple episodes before Rex's. Because it's actually very important to oh, no, his oh, yeah, turnover. Yeah. So yeah, I yeah, do. and that would be an entire episode with the yeah. flags. I think it'd be mentioned. cool. Yeah. yeah, and and cutting back to what was happening with uh, with different with Monax with a different style animation. Yeah, actually, <laughs> that would be kind of cool. That would be cool. I could see it. All right, now time for the recap, uh, or the recap, the reread, reread. I still don't like that we call it reread. I wish there was a better way. I wish there was a better way. <laughs> What are you <laughs> saying right now? Are you high? <laughs> so the Cadbury eggs. Not Cadbury. Those are... Kinder eggs. Kinder eggs. We've been calling it... We can't change it now. It's, it's the reread. It is the reread. For I know. The past year. All right. So this is volume 11, Happy Days. Uh, this collects issues 54 to 59 and the Astounding Wolfman issue 11. Fuck yeah. This... So previously, my favorite trade paperback was the Africa one. This becomes my new favorite this is currently my favorite trade as of right now as As of right now okay and maybe ever because it has three of my favorite single issues in it like if you if i were to make a top 10 single issues of my personal favorite three of those issues are in this trade that's crazy that is crazy that's 30 percent. i know i know i love it i love these issues I don't is get 54, that. One of I your, get one, one of them. Favorite? I don't get the other two. Uh, 54? 54, King Immortal? I get one you of get them. I one? don't get the other two. So that's the one. The very first one, King Immortal. But you know what my other one is. You know I love 59. It's Power Yeah, parts. that's true. So there you go. Two. The other one. The third one is... <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Two. <laughs> so the third one I know is weird, but I've always loved it. Anyways. 54. Uh, what's crazy i'm going back to it here we go what's crazy about you saying that that this might be your favorite of all time is that what what episode is this of the rereader 11 11 trade 11 so we are next, after, we're almost halfway next episode yep we'll be halfway is, through the series next episode is like the fucking one the one oh. you want to tune into. Oh, I Next know. episode is fucking Conquest. Yeah. And you're going to make a Conquest. statement. Not just the Conquest. From, the Invincible yeah. War, too. Yeah. No, I'm telling you. And you're you, going to make a statement about like this always, one? That's what we always talk about. It's like, what's your favorite character? What's your favorite arc besides Conquest? I know. Well, you're going to make yeah, that no, statement. I, that... Love, I love <laughs> Conquest. That whole trait is going to be insane. But like on a personal level, I love, as a series, like the, the little things that happen in this trade. Conquest, the fight, is incredible. The whole thing through. The dialogue. Amazing. Can't wait to read it next week. Next month. Whatever. But this one is special. We could do it next week. <clears throat> I mean, honestly, what do we talk about more? Conquest? And when we talk in depth, do we like, remember when Conquest threw that punch and it was really no, cool? No, it's this stuff. It's, it's this, this shit. Stuff. It's like, holy right. fuck. Uh, how moral. dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Dude, every episode and every issue that how came out, we're like, I wonder if they're going to the talk about King Immortal. is the mad world. at you right now. One for, of the first things I ever said to make fun one of. One of the first things I'm not I, making fun of. Oh, remember when Conquest did that punch? Yeah, it was fucking awesome. It like created the, the whole series. One of the first things I ever said to Ryan Otley was when we first saw him in Boston. I said, "So, is that King of Mortal stuff gonna like? Is that gonna mean anything?" <laughs> All right, uh, issue fifty-four. Garbage on my iPad. So the first issue of this trade, and the last issue of this trade, fifty-four and fifty-nine. I have the first page of both. 
<laughs> That's another reason. Fun. So uh, Mark and Eve are in Paris, enjoying a date. Dropkick and Fightmaster show up, mm -hmm. and they take Mark to the future. Um, and in this page, whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, I love time travel. It's yes, this is why I I didn't get it the first few times I, know, I read this. I know. And Remember, then, we thought that it was like some security system or yeah, something just, that the future had. The future just had marks that like invincibles that showed up and took. The, I never understood why this mark showed mm -hmm. up and took his clothes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, super cool. So but we also get why time Ryan why? Oh, you mean that that? Yeah, 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 yeah. We also get time travel with with as soon as Mark leaves. Another flash comes and it says, uh, good evening, ma'am. And you think it's like a waitress or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, who's that? So, yeah, uh, Dropkick and Fightmaster say they need him to help. Uh, their king is a dictator. He's been he's immune to all attempts of, um, uh, of killing him. We've tried for years. He's evil. We need you. And they, they know him from that fight with um, when they stole the Declaration of Independence. Yes. So they knew where to when go. When they were no one. They yep. were nobodies. And now I they're... Think, can we back up? Sure. No, uh, can we talk about that Invincible? Sure. Let's talk about it. Go for it. So who is he? It is Mark, at the end of this issue, who goes back to get his clothes before going back in time. I think that's again. awesome. Isn't that brilliant? Why don't we talk about it? I'm just saying, like, we, oh, okay. we will at the end. Like, <laughs> how did he get his clothes back? He gets yeah. them from him right there. Like, yeah. ah, this issue, dude. I like how they're just like, that's we don't talk about it. Yeah, it's just, just, you'll see. Um, so anyways, they get themselves arrested. Mark gets, uh, taken straight to the king. Did they say how long in the future this is? <laughs> I feel like they have to somewhere, right? At one point. No, they just said the future. I think at one point, Immortal. Immortal says it's, it's like been so long that I don't, like, remember. I want to say 700 years, but that's just because we read. Yeah. Or we're no, talking. We're oh, right about. here. I haven't seen you since you took your, you and your family and left this planet. What oh, was yeah, that? Like, 200, what was like 200, 300? years ago? said two or three hundred years yeah. oh my god it's the same thing it's the ending that he's talking about yes well depending on what no no because this is our actual future yeah 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 so mark meets king immortal but um, he says it's been two what 200 300 years so somewhere right now mark is still alive yeah. based on the theory of yeah. 500 years 500 years uh for the last issue mm -hmm. of invincible king uh maybe uh, kid, kid invincible or whatever is left the planet already. Maybe he's, I mean, probably did. Maybe he dealt with a whole bunch of shit and flew off. You know, what I mean, leaving it, Earth does, to get to get to this state. How does Immortal know that Invincible's still alive if he's ha if he hasn't seen him since he left? He doesn't. He know. doesn't. He knows. He, right, says, he finds the out only right, he's man like, whoa, whoa, still man. alive that knows me by that name. The only there's only one man. There is only one man alive who still knows me by that name. See? Mark Grayson, it is you. So maybe over those three hundred well, think about it. Mark probably went to Earth. He he did yeah. visit Marky. Like he probably but never knew that actually he probably, saw Yeah, he probably knew that Mark was immortal. Mm -hmm. Um so oh man. King Immortal saying you're smaller, much smaller than when I last saw you. You're not sick, are you? I thought they found a cure for that. Um you you took your family and left. Mark's like, did Kate die? And he's like, Kate, I don't remember Kate. Is that that redhead? And then um, he shouts like, no, like, I don't remember. I feel like he doesn't want he, to remember. Yeah. And he tells Mark, I just want to die. Um, and he says, I need you to kill me. He says uh, that he he can't lead a world that he doesn't care about. I'm finished. I wanted to die for some time. I tried to instigate my own murder. I've like He talks about how he's done things. He starts attacking Mark, saying that I've killed women and children. Um, 
you never should have put me in charge of Earth. I'm not a Viltrumite. I knew I couldn't do it. You shouldn't have made me do this. This is all your fault. You were the leader of the Empire. You should have. And Oh my God, are you kidding me? And Mark is like, stop, stop talking. I don't want to hear these things and rips his head off. What, Bill? It's just like... We, we always talk, we're like, when are we going to see this stuff? When yeah. are we going to see, are we ever going to see this stuff? I, mm-hmm. I feel like, me personally, I can't speak for you guys, but at one point, I just accepted that we would never see this stuff, and it was just so Dude, far. I, held out I so never far accepted that. Even if you I never, never did, that. you never did, TJ. No, you I'm, little bitch. Oh, I'm, I'm pretty sure if we went back to, look like. Look at your stupid face right now. Look at it. Look I'm, at it, Ryan. He's being I don't, rude. I want to look. just had my Kinder Egg. I'm pretty sure if we went back to, like, our end of all things, hopes and predictions, you know. This was one of them. One of them was like, I want to know. Fucking King Immortal. We need to know. Um, So Mark, Mark rips his head off. Dropkick and Fightmaster, Fightmaster come in. Mark said, he's not bad. He was actually, he was good. He was a good guy. He just lived too long. Um, And he's like, I think I'm ready to go home now. I like that he said that he was purposely killing people knowing that it was wrong, just to try and get people to, to, kill to rebel, against, to rebel him. against him. And they did a bunch of times, they but they were all... Is this going to be the rest of the podcast? Failed attempts the rest of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happened several times, and they couldn't do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, TJ. I Excellent like that. point. This uh, will be the rest of the podcast, because now, <laughs> now you can't say anything either. Uh, then we get uh, Mark showing back up in his clothes saying good evening madame the same art and it's uh mark showing up the minute he left eve um time travel mm -hmm. and he talks about how like there i went to the future there's some things i don't want to talk about but do you think i'm a good person um and he just talks about how he's going to be more devoted to making this relationship Mm -hmm. work and then we get awesome Two-page spreads. Of... I can show you the world. It's, yes, it's it exactly, is exactly Aladdin. that. Yes, we get the Aladdin moment, and then a cool flashback of uh, all the all their history together, which was fucking amazing. Like it's it's, it's a two-page. Uh, it's yeah, art has come. Yeah. It's a two-page panel or spread, and Mark's on the like on they're the left side. It. Yeah, and Eve's on the right side, and you could just not even notice that that's what's going on. Oh, here. Well, the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, them meeting, all the Africa stuff, everything. Do you think... And then they say, I love you, and we've kiss. Been, we, we've done the rereader now, right? And, mm-hmm. and and it's more recent in our memory. It's yeah. not just Mark and Eve are always together. It's like they literally just started dating, Yeah. and they're already saying I love you to each other. Isn't that a little weird? That's no, we'll because of their given their relationship leading up to that. No. I, I don't think... I mean, I don't know because I don't think it took Katie and I that long once we were dating, but we okay, were but friends. But this was forever. like their first date, dude. This was no. like their first date. Yeah, what was their date before this? They were on that roof. They, uh, they were on that. They were on the uh, mountain making s'mores, and he was distracted. This was last month's issue. Africa. There's all the Africa they, stuff. They kissed in Africa. Yeah, but they weren't together in Africa. But they've they've been on adventures together. They've I don't done know, stuff. They seems, sequins. It seems a little fucking soon. I mean, I know how it ends. They they spend eternity together. But you know. <laughs> but I know what you're saying, especially it. But these are coming out month to month too. You gotta remember that too. So that's probably if it was in real time. Um. All right. Issue fifty five. Oh my god. Um. Mark, oh, this is so good. Mark and Eve. Uh. Need some alone time. Again, they're doing it a lot. This is the first trade. time. This is the first time. Oh, in this trade. In this trade. Yeah, yeah. In but this is the day. first time. And uh, this is the Alan issue. A great issue. 
Uh, we pick up where we left off with Alan imprisoned on the Viltrumite ship. No, you're missing the best part. Go for it. The, the best part is that Kirkman wanted to give Mark and oh, Eve, yeah, yeah. like, alone time. So yeah. they're like, you know, we're, we'll, after, leave, we'll leave them for now. This is a family title, after yeah. all. So we turned our attention to, yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This is the Alan. image. This is the... That's fucking The Rock, dude. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah. He's on the prison with Nolan. They're uh, communicating telepathically. And they talk about how they have their... Like, their feelings for um, Talia. And Nolan talks about his feelings for Debbie. And it, it's cool because it starts to say, like, and a bond started to form until they were friends. And then, like... Uh, they, the, the Viltrumites tried killing Alan, so eventually he waited, and it became more of a mission to save um, this this weapon, mm-hmm. this Viltrumite weapon. It became a mission to save his friend. Um, and so the time came, and there's another rock moment. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And I love this. Just him breaking out all the prisoners. Him flying down the hallway and just, it's so tight that his shoulders are mm-hmm. tearing open all the cells. And he's going through the checklist. Yeah. Like, step one, free, uh, 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 cause damage to create a distraction. Step two, freeze the prisoners. Note to self, combine one and two if you can. Step three, find a prisoner that'll help. And it's fucking Battle Beast. It's fucking Battle Beast. Who we haven't seen since he teleported out of fucking it was like the tw- like 26 or something yeah, like that, yeah. so yep. we don't know how he ended up on a Viltrumite we don't know how he ended up on this Viltrumite prison ship but he's there and this is awesome and thank goodness he's there oh my god because he fucks shit up so they're they're trying they're about to execute Nolan and Alan and um uh Battle Beast show up and they just start tearing through this ship um the poor Viltrumite gets his head what was it uh, I, oh, just, I'm, I know that we talk about Battle Beast, but Battle Beast, like, saying, Vil- did you say Viltrumites? He's like, are you the ones I seek the Fable Conquerors uh, feared across the universe? You must, I must fight you I in must, battle! I must fight like, you. The, <laughs> the, the, the look on the Dude, I want him to be... Viltrumite's face. Dude, animated series, I want him to be just insane. Just, like, yeah, constantly, Yeah, I don't, I don't like, want him to have, like, that generic, like... I, I, I want him to have I want a him different... to be too stoic. Yeah. I want him to be a little... Unhinged. Um, yeah, unhinged. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> like, above all else, he just wants to fight. Um, so, yeah, they punch a, a hole in the hole. Everybody gets sucked out into space. Nolan and Alan basically fist bump with a Viltrumite head in between their hands and pop his head. Um, meanwhile, Battle Beast is off fighting that Viltrumite, who they just ignore. We don't see him again mm-hmm. for a, while, a little while. And uh, this is when Nolan reveals that there are... Was it less than fifty pure-blooded Viltrumites in the whole universe? Oh my god! And that's why remember, we could beat them. Do you remember that fucking twist? Oh my god! Because mm-hmm. it seemed impossible, and that mm-hmm. puts it in a realm of like, all right, this could happen. And then it ends with uh, going back down to uh, Eve and Mark in bed, and Debbie like going up and knocking on the door, and them hiding. That upward angle of Eve is not very flattering, I must say. <laughs> but they never are. Uh, good issue so far. Oh, good issues, oh, right? Issue fifty six. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Uh, it, cool cover. Um, Mark holding Gary upside down. Uh, I love the little. Well, we don't know that it's Gary. No, I know, and neither did Ryan Otley when he made this cover, which is I a fun like little tidbit. The he face. thought, yeah, he yeah. thought that it was supposed to be Debbie's boyfriend. So when he drew him, he made it kind of look like Debbie's boyfriend, and it's he has not, no. Does he have a beard? I don't think he, he does have a, a little beard. Look at his chin. 
See the Is line? He? Yeah. Huh? Well, but doesn't Debbie's boyfriend? I think he has a great chin no. strap. Um, I think he does. Or a great yeah, uh, go Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Uh, so this issue starts with Mark creepily watching Eve sleep, and she calls him out on it. it She's really got a little boobage there. Like, really hey, cute damn. scene. Oh, yeah. A so little boobage? They're showing some stuff about? there. Oh, yeah. Yep, she's uh, putting clothes back on as Oliver tries to open the door and give him the phone because the phone rang and it's for him. And he's like, whoa, hey, Eve. Oh, God, I love it. It's so funny. It's so good. Um, what are you is doing it Is it funny, Bill? So, yeah, it is. is it funny? Thanks for asking. <laughs> so funny. It's so silly. Mark takes Robert a call. Kirkman. It's serious. He asks Eve to, like, he's like, I'll tell you about it later. Just, I'll, I'll, it'll be fine. Like, everything's okay. Um, and he flies out the window. It's a very, like, Superman Oh, it totally is. Pose. Yeah. Can we just talk yeah. about Debbie? what a great fucking mom Dude. Debbie is. I love Debbie. Debbie is awesome. So she watches Eve fly out of the window, and she goes, <laughs> sleeping my ass. Like, yeah. I love it. With a little smirk on her face. I like what she says later, but we'll get to it. Yeah, because, because at the end of the previous issue, she's like, what's going on? And he's like, I don't know, Mom. I was asleep. Stop. You know, mm-hmm. sleeping my ass. Go on. Uh, and then Kid Omni-Man suits up and flies out the window, and he says, it's time for Kid Omni-Man's first solo adventure. Do you remember so- this, Bill? What Amber? Just, just like the reveal. So Mark flies in. Mark flies in. I love how she's like, "Oh, I don't know why, but I thought you'd be coming through the door." Funny, like, she, like she's no. very like, uh-huh. and uh, you don't see the left side. Yeah, superhero. And uh, you don't see the left side of her face, and she turns and he's like, "He just, he just didn't mean it." You know, she talks about how Gary gets a temper. That's a fucking swollen eye, man. That's yeah. like he nailed her. Um, Oliver goes off on his little adventure and he finds, I forgot this guy's name. Fern, no, not Furnace. That's not Furnace. I don't giant? Know. No. That's not Giant. Hmm. I don't know. But it's kind of like this guy in a, a big metal suit. And he destroys things because he wants to, he's trapped in he's it, right? Trying, yeah, he's trying to get yeah. the attention of a superhero. Right. So here we go. We've got Mark holding Gary upside down threatening him who's a little fucking bitch like do you remember seeing gary and he's like oh look how nice i am Let's, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll spend so much attention to you and he's got he's got a stupid beard and a stupid face and he hits mm-hmm. his girlfriend and mark th- fucker. mark threatens him says you hurt her again i'll know about it and i will kill you this is where it starts like kind of continues it started a little bit but like it he's mark is kind of battling whether or not he's good or not yeah i think this is definitely about the, the time in which we talked a little bit about it last episode this is when we're like this is black suit invincible. Yeah. Like this is the black suit. So we are definitely yeah. in this. This is this is what we're playing with. The here. way he's drawn is like very dark and shadowy, shadowy with like red in the back. It's very like mm-hmm. scary. Him, him flying away after he throws Gary. Yeah. Yeah. So he uh, leaves Gary on that rooftop. Um, Mark flies home only to find that Oliver is off fighting someone. Um, well, this is the part I was talking about. He comes home and he goes, "Has even has oh, he yeah. been here?" Talking to Debbie, <laughs> and she goes, "I need, I need." He's like, "I need to talk to her." And he goes, "She goes, your brother's on TV. He's fighting some giant robot thing." And then he's, and then Invincible's like, "Crap!" And then flies off. And then <laughs> Debbie goes, "Was Eve here?" Christ, <laughs> <laughs> so good. Fucking. <laughs> 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 So yeah, uh, Mark goes after freeing uh, that guy out of his suit. We assume, um, or arresting him, or whatever he does. He ends up going back to Amber, who says that Gary called. He apologized. Everything's mm-hmm. okay now. I'm gonna give him another chance. Everything's going to be fine. And that's that's where that's left. 
Uh, never see that again. I never noticed. There's a two towers calendar hmm. on her wall. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, Mark zips oh my home. I'm peeking can out, we, dude. Can we just talk about the fucking <laughs> comedic genius? Dude, this it's, is this, it's this, Eve's this, house. This trade is so funny. And he flies and and, flap, and like hides in a bush and fucking <laughs> peeks out <laughs> like an out. idiot and like he walks out like it's nothing. Oh my god, I fucking you know who love this it. Rem- dude, that that looks like Glenn from from Walking Dead. Oh yeah, it does a little bit. Kind of the way he's drawn in this whole arc. Kind of reminds me of Glenn. Maybe I'm just trying to see it now. So, this, I, I, I love the honesty. I love Mark. Oh, my God. Always. From, I is mean, Eve from home? the beginning. Her first name is Samantha. Eve is her middle name. And then, the, like, the pause. Mm-hmm. Is Samantha here? In her bedroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, oh, when and then, Eve asks him, Mark just says, I, I was with Amber. Yeah, but even before that, she's like, um, oh, where are you now? I, 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 there are limits to how cool I can be about that stuff. And he's like, does your mom hate it when you when people call you Eve? And she's like, yes, don't change the subject. And like, God, the writing is so good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he Realistic. explains it. Yeah, he explains it, what happened. Eve, of course, is cool with it. Um, and they just lay there for a little while. Mark shows up. Um, uh, he talks with Oliver about... Um, uh, the fight, like him flying off alone. Why are you? You're skipping over more comedic genius stuff. Go for it. He flies up into the window and he peeks into the dark window and he says, "Oliver, are you awake?" And Oliver just pops out, "Yeah!" And he's like, "Yow!" <laughs> he's like, "Sorry, I don't, I don't sleep a lot." Um, so yeah, awesome. Uh, Mark apologizes. He doesn't want to be too hard on him. He wants to train him and take more responsibility and stuff like that. Uh, and then they detect uh, Oliver sees something behind them, and it's one of the orbs. Mark runs up, catches it, it explodes, and they say someone was watching us. Who we know already at this point is that it's Angstrom Levy. <clears throat> so yeah. Issue 57. So far, Bill? How's this trade so far? It's all right. We got, we got two oh, issues. Ryan. Two Favorite issues of in. all time, though? No, that's three. That's a strong three, statement. Three this issues is, in. This three is really in. enjoyable. Really like, there's, strong, huh? There's yeah. nothing like we're talking about stuff, and, and there's like so much, like, there's You're so, so much reason, fun writing. I will say that every, I feel like uh, most of the time, every new trade paperback that we do, I it's like more than the last. last. Yeah. Because that's how Invincible is. It just gets better and better and better and better and better. Yeah, but I like the one, Africa like, one with that also has like Angstrom and stuff like that. I like yeah. that trade more than anything. That we had done after it. But, like, next is Conquest. After that, like, small low. But, like, then the Viltrumite War is not far the after Viltrumite that. Viltrumite War is cool, too. Like, shit goes down. All right. All right. The Viltrumite War down. is one comic. No, it's not. Yes, it the is. The Invincible War is one comic. What did I say? Viltrumite. The Viltrumite War. Oh. Yeah. Wait. All right. <clears throat> Issue 57. The Viltrumite War is 75 This is the oh, okay. tie-in with the Astounding Wolfman Part 1. Um... Mark and Oliver bring the exploded bomb to the teen team base. Um, Rudy and Amanda are playing video games in the background. And, uh, well, Robot is taking apart the bomb or trying to put it together to find out what it was. Um, Orb. Yeah, and there's a great comedic moment where Mark is talking to Rudy and he's having a conversation and the robot answers the question yeah. and he's and Mark's like that's just unsettling and Rudy's like oh sorry force of habit and Oliver wants to jump in and play with them and he actually does for a little bit um, I like this Rex too Rex looks cool just like reading the newspaper mm-hmm. um, I think at this point they're talking a little bit about how they don't have a name or 
Um, Rex wants to go with Global Guardians to stick it to Cecil. Um, Robot tells him it was definitely a surveillance device, but there's nothing left to help. Uh, so further. Mark in- instinctively thinks Cecil. Yeah, of course. Right. So who else goes, would have this technology? Right, who so else would be spying on him? Yeah. So he flies off to go to the Pentagon and just fucking starts annihilating all. Of the oh, I missed you guys too. Yeah. Just immediately, they they yeah. jump right to it. And it's Agent Hunter. Yeah, who's talking with Cecil? He Cecil leaves Agent Hunter for a minute, um, and <clears throat> starts yelling at um, Mark. Mark's accusing him of spying on him. Cecil's saying it, it definitely wasn't me. Don't let the temper get the best of you again. Um, then C- uh, Hunt, Agent Hunter shows up and says, what about my problem? And flash to um, Gary, right? Gary, yep. Gary, yeah. Gary. Gary Hampton. Gary's in the woods uh, with the elder. Uh, and The elder brood. Was it the elder brood? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, I got to reread Wolfman, man. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. And this is when he's training him. And uh, the Elder Brood says that you've got another task coming. And Wolfman basically gears up. They make a comment about, you know, putting the costume on and wearing that. And um, meanwhile, Cecil is telling Mark, like, there's this guy. He murdered his wife. I need you to bring him in. Just do, do me this one favor. Um, and he's like, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll look into this device that happened. And Mark's like, I have Robot. Nobody on your staff is smarter than Robot. Like, and if he can't figure it out, then... You know, nobody you have can. But then they got the call that the giant was attacking. And so Mark just couldn't deny helping when there's trouble. So Wolfman is actually trying to fight back the giant. And um, because this was one of his tasks, the Elder Brood said, you're going to have to go out and there's going to be a fight and you're going to protect people. Released him? It's possible. Because we don't know how this guy broke out of his prison. No, no. The Elder Brood? The Elder Brood? Yeah. Released. What? Giant. No, he didn't have anything to do with the giant. The giant got kidnapped by the government. Yeah, but the, in this, he... The, the giant, giant got free somehow. Freed, got freed from his the cell. The Elder Brood doesn't leave, like, the forest or, like, yeah. he's... Maybe no, he's not he too far. He doesn't care about men's mm. problems. Well... But that was one of Gary's tests, is that he has to protect people. And that's why he Gary put on the suit and everything and changed, because mm-hmm. he's going to go do that test, and then all of a sudden he's with the giant... Like that's his test. I feel like it was too. too. It is, but I. But your question. But of, my question is: Was like, it premeditated from the elder brood? Did he actually or did set he it just in motion, or did he like right. sense it, like he was saying? Yeah, it could go either way. So Invincible shows up to help. He knocks out uh, the giant. He puts him down and like scolds him because he is a little boy and he's sitting there looking all mopey, and forces him to sit there until people come to take him away and help him. He's like, they're going to try and help you. Let them. Um, meanwhile, Mark says, "Hey, I gotta, I gotta take you in." Um, and he fights a little bit with Wolfman because he doesn't want him to take him to Cecil. And Gary has a great, a great conversation with him, saying, you know, he takes all his gear off, reverts back to human form, and says, "Listen, I'm, you can hurt me in this form. Just trust me. Hear my story." And he explains the whole story, which we don't have to get into. Nah. I do love the the comedy here, though, where Gary starts talking about all the crazy stuff that's happening with like vampires and everything, and Mark's like. I'm listening. And it's like this panel. <laughs> um, Gary breaks down over the whole situation. Um, Invincible believes him and says, just, you're going to, I'm, I'm going to have to still take you in. And you will, I'll, you have to tell your story to Cecil. He'll listen. He goes in. He explains to Cecil. Cecil's like, it's too public. This isn't like D.A. Sinclair. This mm-hmm. isn't like Darkwing. It's too public. I can't, I can't work with him. And they're in the white room and reanimate attack. 
So yeah. Next issue is issue 11 of Wolfman, illustrated by... Jason Howard! Jason Howard, who hopefully we'll get to see at uh, New York Comic Con, because I've never met him before. That's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. He wasn't there last year. Oh, really? He was Shit. a C2E2. Damn, hopefully he's there. Um, so yeah, they reanimate attack. Um, they fight him. Wolfman gets carried out of the Pentagon by Mark. Wolfman says this is uncomfortable. Mark says I get that a lot because he's armpitting him. They get shot out of the sky by something, which I don't know what. Because then they fall to the ground and you find out that the Guardians of the Globe, who now work for Cecil, uh, the ones that are loyal to Cecil, um, are there. So who shot him out of the ground? I uh, think it was uh, Immortal flying really fast. No. Yeah. I think, I think Darkwing threw something. <clears throat> well, well. I don't but- know. In typical Jason Howard fashion, really, really cool quick action scenes, one page back. So mm-hmm. when they do get separated, Wolfman's falling, Invincible says crap, goes and grabs, catches him right before oh, the shit. ground, and throws God. him back up into the air, and then slams into the ground himself. He's so good at that. To stop to, uh, Wolfman from hitting the ground and Which is funny, dying. because do you think Wolfman could have taken that fall anyways? He could, yeah, he would have been he'd fucked up, been. though. But Mark might not know that, so he instinctively tries to yeah, save him. Yeah, but Mark also wanted him to be ready for a fight. You know. Oh, interesting. Even if he hit the ground yeah. and was fucked up, he could revert yeah, and yeah. revert back. So they fight the uh, Guardians in a great scene, um, talking a lot of smack about how they're corporate men now. Do and... they fight them? Because, I mean, like, what happens is they, they kind of... Wolfman takes, like, all of them, while Invincible takes Immortal. Yeah. And eventually uh, uh, they get frustrated. Like, at one point, Darkwing almost pulls Wolfman into the Dark Dimension invincible saves him but then grabs immortal by the face and swings him around well what i like about this is like they stop they stop fighting for a minute and then and then invincible is like listen we need to stop i am sick and tired of holding back oh yeah and then immortal is like what do you expect us to do do you want us to just let you take the this criminal and run do you think that we find you intimidating you are a child we're the guardians of the globe what the hell do you think? Dot dot dot. And then he gets grabbed by the face. By the grabs face. Him by, the by face. Invincible and swings Immortal's body around, using Immortal's body as a weapon, and just like hitting everybody else with Immortal's body, mm-hmm. just and, fucks them and up. Throws him like to the stars. Like he throws him. Yeah. Like miles away. Like he's making away. a little whistling noise. Like. Yeah. Uh, and then they leave. Uh, and he brings Gary. Invincible brings Gary back to his house. Um, he looks on in on his daughter. He explains everything. He explains that he wants to hunt down Zachariah. His butler comes out, um, Dunford. He introduces Mark to Dunford. Um, and then, and it's, a, and then it's a lot of Wolfman, Wolfman stuff, stuff, which is great. Go read Wolfman. Um, and it ends with uh, Cecil knowing where Wolfman is and saying that he'll be keeping an eye on him. All right. <clears throat> Now, issue 58. Oops. Two more. The other two of, like, my favorite issues. I love 58 because of what it is. It is the um, 16-panel issue. Hey. So, every page has to be in the 16-page, or the 16-panel format. So, see these squares? Yeah. So, there has to be 16 of those on every page. You get what I'm saying? So, keep an eye on that. So, you've got one, like... These ones, and the okay. four would fit right here, the same size. Every page, 
they'll fit like that. One, two, one, two, 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 two. Why? See what I'm saying? Why, why did they need to do that? Kirkman did it for a reason, just creatively. Like, there's okay. different ways. It's kind of like the opposite of issue 99, where every page is a splash. Can we can we talk about... He's, he's done this for uh, Walking Dead, too. Cool. Uh, and the first page, so it's it's Mark and um, Oliver flying. Great cover, too, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Mark and Eve. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the, the bottom panel, when they're you know, outside of Beefy Frank's, that's the Venture Bros. Right it is. There. Yeah. Which I don't watch, but Neither I know, I, I, you know I, it's, that's, it's easily identifiable. Read. And it's also the same um, ha- or, uh, hot dog place that Mark and his father went. Mm-hmm. Oh, he my God. That. We were younger. Ma- Bill, read the... The sign. Okay, so Beefy Frank's, underneath of it, it says what they have. Hot dogs, chili dogs, shakes, cheese fries, hot dogs, sodas, hot dogs. <laughs> 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 great fucking ridiculous so yeah mark eve looking fucking super mark awesome. is talking about how um oliver is almost as fast as he is by the way right there and he takes him to get hot dogs yeah eve looks amazing this is like this is some of the best invincibles ever looked i love these this mm-hmm. era um fco man uh so eve is walking out of the prison grossed out by and she says mark grayson the things i do for you uh we got the teen team talking about how they need a name and they're and amanda flips out she's like who cares about our stupid name is it really that important and she's getting frustrated she talks to rudy and says that she's getting younger every day soon like they won't even be able to go out in public i mean it's and rudy says i was going to surprise you but i think i found the solution and next page like what's great about the 16 panel thing is you fit a lot in it it's dense uh, then it's Immortal and Duplicate shopping for a house. She drops the bomb that, where are we going to put all the kids? They need all this room kind of thing. Um, Immortal's like children. <clears throat> um, Mark and Oliver show back up at the house. Oliver accidentally flies into the roof. Um, Aquarius. Aquarius just sitting there, doing nothing still. So boring. Um, Mark and Eve... Uh, uh, talk about uh, how she's got something figured out with the whole living situation because they're tired of sneaking around their parents' houses and stuff like that. And around this time, the Adam Eve present, or Invincible Presents Adam Eve and Rexplode issues were coming out. So we get introduced to Kill Cannon, who Eve describes as her nemesis, which you'd know if you read mm-hmm. her origin uh, comic. Uh, they knock him out. Mark says your nemesis sucks. Um, I like that, how Eve sticks his feet together, like holds his feet down, and Mark punches him out. So Eve says, all right, come with me. Uh, I'm going to show you what I've been working on, you know, because Kill Cannon says that he saw her at the prison today. And Mark's like, what, what was that all about? Uh, we get Shapesmith at Art Rosenbaum's shop. Art designs him a new costume. Shapesmith just turns into the costume, and Art's like, I'm not getting paid for this, am I? Great scene. Um, there's a scene between Darkwing and Black Samson where Darkwing talks about how he feels like everybody looks at him differently because he's a criminal. Um, and Black Samson says, no, everybody looks at you differently because we used to know you as like Nightboy, as this young kid. And we're seeing a man now who's grown up. And yeah, we've all made mistakes. Good scene. Um, Eve explains that she, you now work for Invincible Inc. You have a phone, you are on a payroll, Go for it, TJ. They're gonna oh. say something. Well, this is the same, say around the same time that Batman Incorporated came out. Was it? Yeah. So I thought that was kind of. It's kind of yeah. Yeah. 
So if uh, if like a power plant or a prison needs something, they just call him. So otherwise, he gets a payroll. It's six figures, and in a few months, they're gonna have their own place. And then Oliver and his um, uh, tutor uh, have a conversation, and they talk about how uh, it's dangerous there. But uh, Oliver says that you know, brings up that there was an orb that was watching them. And the tutor says, should I be worried? And Oliver's like, nah, you'll be fine. Didn't TJ, didn't you think there's going to be something between them? Who? Like Oliver's going to grow up and be older. And he's going to date her. Like, it looked like they were trying to get some I sort of like chemistry. relationship. Like, like when we were reading it week to week? Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember. Hmm. There's another orb watching Mark. He flies, catches it, turns it to dust. Bill's favorite thing in the world happens with the sequence soon yeah actually says soon this time yeah um i think it's the only time he says it but it is it's, yeah. it's, it's what you think of every time um rudy gives amanda her belt and when she is looking the youngest she's ever looked she transforms and she says she feels like it's working and uh mark shows up says that um he found another orb they say Whoever's spying on you could be the worst threat you've ever faced. And on the opposite page is all the different alternate universe invincibles. And then the last page, a splash page of Angstrom Levy saying, it's a start. I love that issue. It's There's just so much. It's one of those issues where it's like, here's a million like questions answered and questions started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like There's so much stuff happening in it. All right. This issue should go quickly. The worst issue of Invincible. That you're there you're has crazy. Ever been. You're crazy. Issue 59 starts with a splash page of Powerplex freaking out, practicing his speech against Invincible for when he will catch him, saying Powerplex will make you pay for your crimes. He's actually just practicing in the living room with his mom and son. His son's you, plugging his, or covering his ears. You will pay for your crimes against humanity. What movie? I don't know. You will pay for your crimes against humanity. I don't know. What it's is Scott it? Pilgrim. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Powerplex is just talking with his, his wife. He's talking about how, like, uh, it's going to be soon when he's ready. And she's like, all right, yeah, yeah. Uh, are you going to go to the grocery store with me? He's like, yeah, let me take a shower. Uh, later on, you see him at work. He works at the Pentagon where he's taking these uh, this technology from. Uh, they're doing random searches, and soon he's going to be caught. You see him attacking Shapesmith, looking for Invincible. Shapesmith turns into Invincible, and uh, because he wants him to be Invincible, like he's he's looking for him. So uh, he leaves. He gets in an argument with his wife because his wife is like, "You were supposed to wait for me. If I, I wish I would have known you were going to do that." And they start talking about how the reason why he's doing this because during the fight between Omni Man and Invincible, his sister his was sister killed. was killed. She worked in like Clinical an office damage. building. <clears throat> yep and uh he wants invincible to pay for it because they can do whatever they want and he tries attacking he tries looking for um invincible again attacks the, you do attacks the guardians uh, or the teen team i guess you would call them and um we learn that uh hitting him or throwing things at him like rex throws something at him just makes him more powerful um, he gets into another fight with his wife. He's not even a fight. He's just frustrated because he's trying to find Invincible, get his attention, and it's not working. But he f- comes up with a plan, but it would involve his wife and their son, Jack, too. So, 
he ties up his wife and his son in a factory or something. They put it on the news, uh, asking for Invincible to show up. Invincible does. He's like, what the heck, dude? Uh, I don't even know who you are. You should let these people go. And he's like, do you know who Jessica Duvall is? And he's like, no. Uh, and it, Powerplex just attacks him, saying that she worked. He She died when the building collapsed around her when your father, you and your father fought. And Mark's like, a lot of people died that I don't know. I don't know the name of them all. I'm sorry. All I could say is I'm sorry. And Mark's just saying, I'm sorry for your loss, but I'm not going to let you kill me. Um, and he's punching powerplex but he's getting more and more powerful he says that he gains he gains more power with every punch that invincible throws mm -hmm. and uh mark decides not to fight him goes to save the woman and child but she spits on mark's face and uh she's like looking on at him proud and this this scene of mark with like smoke coming out of his mouth love it it's I love it. very intense and um uh, Powerplex grabs him by the head and says, die for everything you've done, for everything you caused, die, and sends this huge shockwave into him, but the resulting shockwave kills his wife and child, and Powerplex, you know, walks away from Invincible, who's still fine, and freaks out on Invincible, saying, you made me do this, and Mark's like, I'm sorry this happened, but, you know, I didn't do this, and he basically holds Powerplex until he uses up all of his energy. And uh, and Powerplex looks on over his wife and child's body, very emotional, and uh, brings him to the Pentagon where they have that moment where Mark starts to talk to him and he's like going into a speech and he like says, shut up. I only agree this so I could talk to you. You think I uh, you think that this is it for me, but, you know, I won't be in here forever. Uh, sooner or later, someone will mess up and uh, I'll escape. And when that happens, I will find a way to kill you. I've always liked that issue just because it's the only issue that isn't that that's completely yeah, invincible is like, like a side character. He's a side character. Yeah. And it's from this villain perspective and it's showing the cost of, you know, the fights going on. This mm -hmm. was pre Civil War. Oh, like yeah. The, this the, was pre Man of Steel, Batman yeah. vs. Superman, like when it was like kind of, kind of stuff, a new yeah. idea. Yeah. Even yeah. though, I mean, the Civil War comic had come out, but. You know, so it's not entirely new, but it was cool seeing it in this comic. Mm -hmm. Just those things. So that's it, Bill. It's a, it's a good trade. It's a good trade. Yeah, that was absolutely a good trade. TJ's going to do his usual flip through the next, the next trade. Um, Bill, have a... Uh, I'm going to see if there's anything that we want to mention. Uh, this week is Spider-Man. So Man. when this episode goes live, we will have already seen Spider-Man. Um, when are you seeing it? Tuesday night, tomorrow night. Tomorrow, are yeah. you going tomorrow night? Mm -hmm. You guys going or not? Nine ten, yeah. We're at Elmwood. Elmwood, yeah. We're going to seven, I think. Um, TJ, did you you saw it yesterday? We both saw it yesterday. Did you like it? Mm -hmm. I um, I'm going to see it. I Wednesday, I think. Liked it more as like time went on. Cool. I'm excited the more I started to, to think about it and like tell people, and I'm like, wow, that's really fucking smart. I think you're really going to like it. Oh, you'll, cool. you're going to fucking love it. Right? I'm excited. Yeah. You're going to love it. I've heard good things about all the side characters, too, so I'm mm -hmm. really excited. Yeah. Oh, what did you hear? Just that it's good. Just that it's good. That okay. all those characters are good. Right. That Kate McKinnon, Ed Sheeran, they're all actually good characters. Okay, good. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, any TV shows? Final Space is back. I have not watched it yet. Oh, the first episode. Listen, guys. And by guys, I mean fans of the podcast. If you haven't watched Final Space yet, go and 
you can buy the first season. It's nineteen ninety nine um, on iTunes. That's worth twenty dollars. It's fuck. It is so worth twenty dollars. It's one and, of those shows that like we we talk about here and there, but we talk about a lot of very popular things on this show, and it's something that we want to become bigger. Fa- Final space to like continuously get it to get more seasons because it's one of those shows. It's like it starts out like funny. It's good, but you know. It gets, cried. it gets nuts as I it goes as it gets later in, in the, the first, first season. In the first season, Invincible's in that show. Glenn. Oh yeah, he is. Glenn yeah. plays uh, Little Cato. Little Cato. Yeah, <laughs> Which his dad's name is Avocado, which is ridiculous. Again, yes. this sounds fucking stupid. Dude, his so dad's good. name is Avocado, uh-huh. right? And his, his name, he's a little cat creature. Is Little Cato. Little Cato. Little cat. Little yeah. Cato. Little Cato. I was. I never got the little cat yeah. part of it. That's, yeah. that's so good. It's so funny. Yeah, but anyways, any other shows uh, or um, movies? Me and me and well, back to Final Space. Just one okay, real quick thing, because me and TJ were talking about it for like a half hour, like how people compare it to Rick and Morty and how like it kind of fits into the same realm of like it's similar. But, I, I'm very but picky with those kind of shows. I'm not a huge really, fan of Rick and Morty. Yeah, Rick and Morty. I like Final Space. A Rick lot. and Morty is just ridiculous, but it's still very smart. Yeah, but it's smart. just ridiculous. Final Space is more. I hate to see. I hate to say more realistic. No, it's um, not. but it's no, more. It's, it's it's Final Space. The mate. I can understand why you say that they're not comparable, but I actually disagree. I think they're very comparable because I think that like. I feel like I get more emotion from Final Space because Final Space is like really emotional. I do too. I Rick do. and Morty has those moments though, where it's, where it can be very emotional and very real. Uh, but like at the same time, like I think that the main character of Final Space is absolutely ridiculous, just like oh, yeah. characters in Rick and Morty. He's you my know least I mean? favorite like, character almost. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. He, he but, took a while. Yeah, it really takes good. a while. It takes he's a while. He's really good in the first it. episode cool. of the yeah. second. Good. Like they, he almost completely okay. toned it down. Okay, like good. you know how he's like. A cookie, like yeah, in yeah. the in the that was a really good impression. That was. Um, but anyways, we were talking about how if you were to compare the first season of Rick and Morty and the first season of Final Space, Final Space, all yeah. day. Um, Final Space is also a continuation from episode it's, to episode. It's serialized, yeah. so it's I'm excited like, yeah. to see what it becomes then if it keeps going. Um, other than that, uh, hopefully we'll be back next month to talk about Walking Dead. We'll be talking about Stranger Things, I'm sure. Oh shit! Stranger Things is happening. You're right. Yeah, it's July fourth. Yeah. That's oh shit. That's next that's couple days. This week, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you're listening to this, it's out. Um, other than that, I haven't been playing too many video games. I've just been too busy. Um, we're gonna go play some VR after this. I've been playing a lot of VR though. Um, I think that's it. Is there any other stuff you guys would like to talk about before we wrap it up? Not that I can think of. Good. Um, no, I think we did a lot of that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so thank you for listening, everybody. We will be back um, next month. Uh, One we month are going closer to, to New York we, City Comic Con. So the topic for next month episode, I mean, obviously we'll be talking about Conquest. That's going to be volume 12 still standing. Um, but we're also going to talk about what happened at San Diego Comic Con. If nothing happened at San Diego Comic Con... Um, We'll talk about something else. Maybe we'll we're just be play... talking about fucking conquest Maybe next we'll just... episode. All right. Yeah. Maybe That's we'll just play Super about. Fighters up for a little bit. But otherwise, next episode is going to be San Diego Comic Con news, uh, as well as um, uh, conquest. That leaves us with uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Our outro music, which is probably playing right now if you listen carefully, is done by Wyatt Lane. Uh, this song is called Flip and Burn. You can find all of Wyatt Lane's music on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes. He's an Invincible fan and a really great guy, so check that stuff out. 
Thank you all for listening. See ya. Bye. Bye. the door where where's your mayonnaise on the door on the door is that what you would say what where's if your you mayonnaise told me to where's get your the, ketchup if you told me to get the ketchup out of your fridge okay first so, of all he doesn't put ketchup in the fridge it's a pop-off <laughs> you don't <laughs> so two things if you're if you're in the living room saying where is it i say it's i would say it's I would say it's in the fridge on the door. Yes. Yes. No, 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 no. Just skip. You wouldn't say in the fridge on the door. But if you had the fridge open, I feel like I would say in the door. I don't know. No. All right. right. You'd say it's on the door. Where did you get that? Top of your head. It's not a twist off. It's a man's angry orchard. Where in the fridge was that? Pop that shit off. Where in the fridge was that? On the door. Yes. Ew. On the door. Katie.